The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and we're happy to be back with new episodes after a hiatus. Uh, it's been a while, but we're back. So uh, listen on. We're going to give you a lot of new stuff here. I'm here with Susan and Virginia. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. Hi. It's great to be here, briefly. Briefly, yes. If you want, you can catch SEM Synergy every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. You can stream it on scmsynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. With us today is Brian Eisenberg. He's going to be talking to us about conversion rate optimization. Conversion in general, I think, is a pretty good topic. Uh, and we're also going to get a little bit into Google+. Plus. I think something that everybody would love to hear more about, and Brian is just the guy to do it. We thought that a good way to kick off this show is to take a look at news and happenings in our industry, something uh, appropriate for this time of the year. We're just a few days away from SES in San Francisco, uh, one of the big shows in the SES series, which is sure to be a event full of announcements. I think we're expecting quite a few. Uh, Google had previously announced that they had a whole bunch of releases, and uh, Google Plus, of course, is new, and there's a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, and we have some announcements from ourselves, so please stay tuned. We'll start with the first topic. I can. All the new domains, the GTLDs, which uh, really is generic top-level domains. That's where you get to buy whatever extension you want to buy, provided you can afford $185,000 just in registration to apply for it because uh, they need to know you're real. And then, of course, there's qualifications. Yeah, there, there's a, a big, long application process and maybe they'll give it to you and maybe they won't and really in the end I mean I think what that comes down to for a lot of people is will it really be better for you know a business to have dot games over you know dot com you know does Nike need to switch over to dot sports do they need to own Nike dot sports and who owns dot sports anyway because these are, I mean, vanity, they're like vanity domains, right? They're just, it, it's like buying your name as the domain, except you can buy dot Bruce Clay. Um, are you going to do that? No. No? No, no dot Bruce Clay coming to you. All right. But then, you know, you've paid $185,000 and now you have your site on it. And okay, 
I guess if you paid $4 million for your domain name in the first place, 185000 application fee isn't that big of a deal. But I don't know. I, I just... I mean, yeah, like you said, this is all about vanity. You're going to be a huge brand if you're, you're buying into this. But I don't know if it's really worth your time because I think it's actually more confusing. It just opens up a level of question mark in the in a person's mind when they're trying to remember, oh yeah, what's that, you know, domain I want to go to again? It's it should be just as easy as I'm the bomb.com, you know? Like Right. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly it. it. The dot coms are so easy to understand. Everybody knows dot com. They know dot net. They know dot org. Those are big names. If you're in a country code, you know your country code. You know, they sound familiar to people. I think if you say, oh, I'm at Nike.games, they go Nike.games.com? Yeah, no, they're going to... Just, just dot .games. Yeah, they're going to get confused. I was talking to a colleague and friend, everybody knows, uh, Monty, Monty Khan, and uh, he had actually gone to Singapore to attend it. So, uh, quite frankly, the hard part is you can apply, but then you still have the burden of handling registration of these domains. You still have to pay the ICANN fees. You still have to get it registered. You still have to maintain it. And, you know, frankly, this is all just for big businesses anyway. And most businesses out there are not big businesses. They're small businesses, and they're going to have to, you know, focus on small business solutions. Some other big news is SES San Francisco and what exciting info we'll learn there. Certainly anyone listening that's going to be at the Moscone Center West for the conference should swing by our booth, which is 507. And there you can say hi to Bruce and Jessica will be there and Shannon and other people in the team. Uh, We have some new tools and products to show you and just always love hanging out and saying hi. Um, If you haven't gotten your ticket yet and are thinking of going, then you can use our discount code 20BRU for 20% off. So uh, while we're there, I'm sure it's going to be really busy. And some of the events that we will be at include uh, the session on the SEO track that Bruce will be doing at 1 on the first day uh, called Tools of the Trade for SEO. And along with Jamie Smith from Engine Ready, who we've had on the show here before, Bruce will be talking about tools that help you with competitive analysis, site ranking, on-page optimization, and other stuff. And then later in the day at 4.15, Bruce will be doing a solo presentation on the Kickstart track. It's called Intro to SEO, and it's basically all the background and foundational knowledge you need to get up to speed on SEO methods and practices. It's the kind of session that's really useful for an executive or a manager overseeing SEO because it helps you understand how SEO fits into the larger marketing strategy and where in the development cycle SEO should be included. And then also on Tuesday at 2 in the Expo Hall Theater, Jessica will be giving a presentation about Localware, which is our exciting web development and SEO product. It covers all your bases for a local business from conversion rate optimization to social media presence to monthly reporting and a whole lot more. And it's at a price point that's going to be affordable to the small business community. And then there's also the awesome Search Bash Tuesday night at 
Club 1015. Um, Jess has been there before, and it's supposedly a really large warehouse space, so I can only imagine what Webmaster Radio has in store for the party. And last but not least, there will be live vlogging coming at you fast and furious. Jess and I, along with former Bruce Clay Inc. SEO manager and best friend forever of the company, Jamie Westervelt, we've got 24 sessions scheduled for live vlogging. And uh, for the full schedule, check out bit.ly um, bit.ly slash SES live blog. That page will be updating throughout the conference with live blog posts. And uh, I'll be resuming my role uh, as the roving reporter. Um, so in the coming weeks, we will be sharing interviews with SES attendees and speakers that were conducted at the conference. We've come to our first break of SEM Synergy Reloaded. Don't go anywhere. After this break, we'll be back with Brian Eisenberg and his thoughts on how Google Plus will take on the world. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Brian Eisenberg, a marketing optimization expert, perhaps best known for your expertise in conversion optimization. Thanks for coming on the show again, Brian. Oh, it's my pleasure. 
Last time you were our guest, it was January of 2010, and uh, at the time you shared an observation that mainstream recognition of conversion optimization was finally kind of hitting its stride. And in fact, you proposed it could be the year of conversion rate optimization. And now that we're here a year and a half later, it's clear that there's a lot more uh, understanding that conversion optimization is a very important part of the uh, the process for marketing and uh, uh, any goals of a, a website. Yeah, no, I I would definitely agree. You know, it's 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 amazing that it's been that long. I mean, I think it you know in in internet years, I think that's like you know, uh, twenty decades. I mean, <laughs> really, it's uh, uh, so much has has happened in the last couple of years, and I certainly agree that people have definitely become much more aware of the issues. They're monitoring their conversion rates. They realize it's much more important. Um, I still see a lot of the. Um, the discipline that's necessary to, to focus on conversion rates lacking. Um, and, and in this economy and where the world is going, uh, I think people should pay more attention to it. And I'll, hopefully as we go through the uh, interview a little bit more, I'll explain to you why I think it's so much more critical today than ever before. Hmm, okay. Well, I guess my first question was about your trinity, but if that doesn't hit on what you're talking about right now i would like to hear more about it okay well it, it, it's it's not but but I'll, I'll let me let me put it in this perspective for you the, the concept used to be in marketing years ago that you know you always had to keep a close eye on your competitors to see what they were doing so you can you, you can keep pace with them correct mm-hmm. what i tell marketers today is that you no longer have to worry about your competitors your challenge is keeping up with your customers and if you just think literally how much changes for customers mm-hmm. forget about in a year to year think about week to week you know mm-hmm. two weeks ago we weren't talking about google plus where google sure. plus is going and it's like it's constantly changing and what happens is uh, as marketers we can't just do the traditional stuff it's changing what's working is changing all the time yes there are some fundamentals and the conversion trinity is part of those fundamentals and we'll t- we'll talk about that but if you're not experimenting, okay, and testing on a regular basis, you're just losing pace with your customers. And um, I give this simple example: companies that are, are doing testing on average. Last year, we were asked by eConsultancy, they're doing somewhere between two and five tests a month. Now, I'm sitting on the advisory board of a company that um, has a, a new platform, about two years old, that's a test targeting personalization platform, and their worst performing client is doing 35 tests a month. So you tell me, mm. okay, at the end of two years, who do you think is going to be a better position to capitalize on their marketplace? You know, I've always said that one of the reasons Amazon has been hugely successful is because they average somewhere around 200 tests a month. Mm. They've always seen the trends. They always know what's going on. They're always experimenting with things well ahead of everyone else, okay, so that they can take advantage of it. Well, how are you going to get into that position if you don't have that culture brought in, if you're not using the tools, if you're not paying attention to the core principles, that affect conversion optimization. You mentioned Google+. Plus. Um, do you think that that's going to have an effect on how search and social and everything conversions all work? I think it's going to be huge. And I, you know, I've been giving this example for people because I think um, uh, people don't understand the full context of what's happened. First of all, we've gone from 
Facebook, which was a necessary evil, and, 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 uh, and uh, I, I call them the uh, AOL of the of the 2000 decade. Uh, <laughs> and, and no, no, but, but if you think about that parallel, right? You know, uh, I don't know how long you've been online, uh, you know, but I've been connecting to online services since 1983 when I first started my first bulletin board system. Okay, on oh my, my God. On my Atari 800. Even back then, I was optimizing the interface to get people to go places, by the way. Um, <laughs> but people weren't used to getting onto the internet. You know, there was things like CompuServe. There were these closed systems, and they were kind of nerdy and geeky, and very few people interacted with them. Along came AOL, and they offered this CD. They plastered it everywhere, and it allowed people to sort of connect to the internet in this closed, comfortable environment um, that actually attracted tons of people to the internet. As mm -hmm. people got more comfortable, they started going into more open systems that they enjoyed more of the freedom of the internet, and they didn't need that restriction that AOL provided. Well, Facebook was kind of that same thing for social networking. It provided a easy atmosphere, pretty simple to engage in. Uh, you know, you, your fa family and friends were on there. You shared pictures. Blah, blah, blah. It was it was all wonderful. And now Google's coming in and saying, "Look, you know what? Now that you've gotten used to that, let me give you an open system where the data doesn't all belong to Google, to, to Facebook. Um, we can integrate this with more things, have uh, you know much richer experiences, and leverage it across your whole you know buying and and, and life experience. And so I give this example. Imagine you and I are going to. Uh, SES uh, San Francisco, right, uh, at the uh, next month. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're walking down the street, and we're it's around dinner time, and literally, you know, my Android phone pops up a, me a message to me that says, hey, you know what, it's around dinner time. You're about to cross a restaurant that three of your friends have plus one. Would you like to, to try it, and would you like us to make a reservation for you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and the fact of the matter is we're all that lazy, especially around the conference time. You know, we're all trying to figure out if it's not a party, you know, where we're going to go eat, where we're going to grab it. But if it, if it made it that simple for us and we already don't have to work for reviews, we don't have to look out for them, it's already there and it's integrated into the whole into our whole life. This is what Google has with Android, with Maps, with applications, with Gmail, with Search. And it really is going to take things to a whole different level and to a level that I think, um, as Eric Schmidt once quoted, uh, 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 you know, a change in technology that, you know, people are just not ready for. But it's, uh, you know, Minority Report, you know, is, is very, very close. No, you're right. But I, I mean, that's a scary another subject we could get into. <laughs> but, but I do love that illuminating parallel that you just made between AOL and the, you know, safe place moving to an open system that really kind of sheds a lot of light on this issue that we're going through right now. So thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, so how about uh, we go back to the fundamentals? Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, conversion rate optimization today and uh, what does your idea of the Trinity help people understand as far as um, what they should be doing in their practice? Yeah, so, you know, my brother and I left our agency uh, just about two years ago um, and uh, it gave me some time to really go back and reflect on you know, everything we did and where things are going and what we wanted to do next. And, you know, we've been spending a lot of time, you know, speaking and training and stuff like that. And I realized, you know, when I first wrote our first best-selling book, Call to Action, in 2005, um, I talked about the 1,100 variables that were in there that impacted conversion rates on a website. 
Mm. And to train an analyst in 1,100 variables took us, you know, quite a bit of time. <laughs> I mean, it, it really took a year or more of mentoring to really get them there. Mm. Um, by the time we were able to release Always Be Testing, um, which, which is another bestseller in 2008, um, we were able to break it down to 30 main factors that influenced conversion rate. Okay, 30 factors, that's a lot more manageable. And in fact, uh, it, through Market Motive, we can teach those 30 factors uh, that people are conscious of them in about three months, and then obviously with practice, they get better and better at them. Okay, so I can get a competent person. I was like, well, what did all of the things that we did over all these years have in common that if I wanted to get across to somebody in 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 45 minutes, or in an hour presentation, what is the core at what it makes conversion optimization, optimization most successful? And I found this concept of the, of the conversion trinity, the true, not only for you know websites, but also for ads. And it, and it centers around three main values, which is um, A, and you know we all hear it all the time, it's all about relevance, right? And it's not about you know uh, dynamic keyword insertion in, in pay-per-click and, and mirroring their words. I mean, people don't need a parrot. Um, but it's about understanding what people mean when um, they're in search or when they're you know, engaging with a particular brand somewhere uh, or engaging content and you want to grab their attention with an ad. With an ad. What is going to be relevant to their need when they're there at that moment? And I think, again, that's big where Google Plus is going to really start changing things when it's all over uh, every publisher's website. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to get ridiculous. Anyway, uh, so – Relevance, and that's that's the first thing. If you can't if you can't deliver a relevant message, you're certainly not going to uh, engage anybody. The second one is, well, what value are they going to get? How do they distinguish, especially in pay per click, your offer from your competitors' offers, um, and in any other ad, and or on any page, if, let's say they open up multiple tabs, how do they know your site is the right place for them that they're going to get the deal that they want, that they're going to feel comfortable enough to buy from you? And the last one is a call to action, right? They need to understand what they need to do next, and they have to have enough confidence in order to, to take that next action. And so what are you doing to build that trust and confidence and make it obvious what action they need to do next? And so that basically is the conversion trinity. And it's interesting because I like the fact that it simplifies it, but it also ties back to what you said originally in as far as it really makes it clear that it's all about how this affects your users and focusing on them and not competitors or the space but you know what's the relevance to your user what's the value to your user and how are you going to be talking to them it's 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 always about them they never care about us and all these tools uh, that are happening and all this revolution with social media is just putting more power into their hands and taking it away from us and it's making it harder for people to pay attention to marketing because there's so much additional noise i mean you know i i could just sit here and i mean i, I you know i have the computer in the background because obviously you know we're talking here on skype and i'm i'm just watching my you know google plus stream i mean moving at such a pace and mm -hmm. it's relatively new and you know, imagine how many messages I'm, I'm getting there, and there really are no commercial brands on there yet. But what's going to happen when that starts, you know, interacting? And uh, it's it's just mind blowing. It's like you know what? When I can start filtering this based on the people who I want to follow and get just the messages I want, the pace slows down. It becomes you know more relevant to my needs. I get more value out of the stream, and that's really what Google has tried to do with these with this circle concept. It's a, it's these same principles over and over and over again, right? And they're trying to get you to take actions, right? Comment, share, Trinity all over again. Hmm. That's crazy. Well, then, 
I guess we have the answer. It's just what are we going to do with it? It's interesting to see. I mean, I just noticed that they, you know, Ford is out there playing with the first kind of concepts for like a corporate page. What do you think about their uh, attempts so far? Seems like they're really open to feedback. Well, I, you know, I, I actually um, put this out on, on Google Plus, and I said, you know, I think right now uh, most businesses are going to need way beyond this very basic business profile page they have now. It really is nothing more than, you know, a simple uh, individual page uh, with nothing else added to it. And I really would like to see the ability to, to have more plugins. And, and we know that a, a big part of the Google Plus team that, that got involved um, are some of the architects behind some of their APIs. And so we know they're, they're going to let developers in on this and, and, and let them have applications sitting on top of it. And, you know, being able to do things to your profile, that's going to be, you know, really sexy. And I think ultimately... Um, I don't think Google wants to drive everybody to the profile pages. It doesn't necessarily help them out. They know that leading people to a profile page doesn't necessarily bring people conversions, doesn't necessarily mean people are going to click on ads. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, they know that the business is going to be had not on people liking their Facebook fan page, but on having commerce done on people's websites and, and all, on all those other pieces. So I think Google's going to have to figure out how they kind of balance this uh, equation out and you know what they've always done this they've you know even if you think about what they've done in their AdWords thing where they've leveraged the quality score um, to basically you know balance out the needs of the searcher uh, Googled in terms of making revenue and showing which advertisers uh, showing and the needs of the advertiser um, they know that this is trio that that they have to satisfy and uh, I, I think the profile pages right now don't satisfy anybody <laughs> So uh, it'll be interesting to see how far they take it. It will, and it's been fascinating to talk to you and get your perspective on how this is all, how this social game, how this Google+, Plus, which is obviously changing things and quickly, is going to end up being a major driver of conversions on the web. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Brian. Oh, it is always my pleasure. Happy to be here. Okay, you can co contact Brian on Twitter where you're at the Grok and check out the blog, brianeisenberg.com, for wonderful insights on everything about our industry. And of course, um, you'll be keynoting the Affiliate Summit East in August as well as speaking at SES San Francisco. So I'm hoping I will catch you there. Thanks again for coming on the show. You're welcome. All right, after the break, we're going to come back around to our earlier conversation about local businesses on the web. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line -line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? 
Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the... Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia, and I'm here with Aaron and Susan, and we'll tackle here. Uh, how do our favorite social networks handle privacy and the security of our data? Yeah, I, I mean, I, anytime somebody launches a social network, privacy is everybody's first concern, because when we want to put all our information out on the web so that all of our friends and anyone we have ever met can see it, we don't want everybody to be able to see it, because that's how the internet works. <laughs> Right, you don't want to be sharing your uh, your photos of you at college with your mom necessarily. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the question with Google Plus, of course, is that there are already some things that people are calling privacy flaws. Um, the biggest one being the way that sharing somebody else's posts works. Um, if and this is one place that, oddly, they got it right with Buzz, and that, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Facebook actually gets it right. If you share something on Facebook that was limited to just friends, if only the people who are the friends of the person who shared it, who are also friends of yours, get to see it, right? That's just right. how that works. Um, and on Buzz, if you share something to a limited group, there is no reshare. You, ha- you would have to literally copy and paste it into a new message altogether. The, the, there's a share button on there, but it's grayed out. It's not clickable. Right. Which is the right way to do it. Google Plus does it backwards. There's a share button, but when you click it, it has this little pop-up that says, this post was originally shared to a limited audience. Please remember to be thoughtful about who you share it with. And then the button says, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's going to deter me from yeah. from sharing this with everybody I because know. Because the internet is known for how compassionate it is and, and how thoughtful it is. And how many people actually read warnings. <laughs> right? There's a little pop-up button. You're all like, click, done. Right. Yeah, I think they might need to change that eventually. I mean, especially as it, when they open it up to the public, people are going to be a lot more critical about the privacy features that are there now than just the, the random subset of users initially. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they're going to start comparing things to Facebook. That's just the way it's going to work. That's Google's going after Facebook, obviously, so that's what everybody's going to do is compare it to Facebook. And if Facebook, Facebook of all people, has a privacy feature that Google doesn't have, people are going to want that, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, Google gets it right in a lot of ways. Google Plus is way easier to filter lists. You know, they said, Facebook said in their little um, announcement that only power users use lists. Well, Facebook, that's because your lists are impossible to use. <laughs> they're hard to find. They're hard to set up. It's impossible to see who's on them once you've set it up. You have to add people in the most convoluted manner possible. Of course, only power users use them. Right. You know, everybody else, they just add who their friends are, and then they ignore everyone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, Google+, Plus, you start in the circles. It tells you, this is how you're doing it. These are what your circles are. These are your friends. These are the people that you're willing to share your entire life with. These are your family. These are the people that you're actually related to. These are your acquaintances. These are people you've met once. It actually tells you what they're for, and you can see them really easily every time. Right. So, doing better on that side, not doing so great on the sharing side. Yeah. And I think, I mean, a lot of people have uh, have written about the, the public profile thing, too. And I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think the way they're doing it is a huge privacy concern, honestly. I mean, Facebook does the same thing. They display your name and a picture. And if you have it set so that no one else can click in, then they can't see the rest of your stuff. But that's really all Google is requiring except for the gender, which some people have had issue with too. Right. Um, But I think if they want to be a social network, you've got to have that stuff. Right. and, and, And the social networks like Facebook and and stuff that have come out have kind of made that more acceptable. If they had required this like six years ago, everybody would have been really, really, really upset. (laughs) Well, and unlike Facebook, you can change your Google profile name to anything you want to just by changing the name on your Google account. Right. And most people aren't going to care to do that. I mean, most people are going to put in the real name anyway um, because there's, there's kind of like this mix of in a social network of your professional life and your social life. And so a lot of people put in their real names anyway it, it doesn't really matter <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think I mean yes there are security concerns for some people there, there are people who you know are trying to get away from stalkers or whatever right, right. And, and for those people there there is a heightened level of concern um, but they do the same thing they do in Facebook and they just change their name or they they lock down their profile as much as possible yeah and in Google plus's case that's just changing your name and changing your gender to other. Right. I guess you could do exactly. that. Exactly. You can, you can put it as other. Um, there There is some sensitivity issues there with uh, with the, you know, LGBT community. Right, right. Um, who, you know, don't really approve <laughs> of that. <laughs> but but it's still a, a, an option. So, it, which is better than, you know, some of the other face, like, uh, social networks out there that don't give you that option. Um, I do think that right. they should have a decline the state option because I think they should too, or just a, or just not require it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the gender is really the sticky part. Is it, requiring your name is it really make that, your name I mean, something else? You know, is it really that important to know the gender? You can get the gender ninety percent of the time out of the name anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. make make your name S E. You know, right. like, literally they don't care what you type in there. Right. Well, that's what people have to. I mean, the problem with people trying to have a social profile while 
not having a not social having group. I mean, that's always going to be there. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's Facebook or Google or whoever new in five years comes out. That's yeah. always going to be there because there's, there's always going to be weird people looking for other people. Well, I <laughs> thought it was interesting. This, is, this point kind of just brings up for me, like, the fact that just now I opened up my email address on my Facebook account because I was looking to invite some friends, so I was looking up their email addresses, and there were a couple I didn't know, so I went to their Facebook profiles, and they were listed there, and I was like, oh, it's kind of handy to have somebody's email address on your Facebook profile, so I wanted to open it up, and, and then I was just thinking, like, geez, I'm totally public now anyway. Like I, it, <laughs> like you said, like it's been a progression. Like if six years ago Google was like, no, your profile has to be public, right. I would have been like totally up in arms and be like, I'm not participating. Right. But it's just been a creep effect, and now I'm like, put it all out there anyway, whatever, connect all my accounts, you know, Google right. know all this, but then, and then, you know, does that scare people? The fact that Google's, if this really does displace Facebook, is going to be like totally... The oh, totally. I, I mean, Google already scares me with how much data they have. I, I, if they, if they wind up overtaking Facebook, or at least catching up to them, I mean, Facebook is ginormous, so mm -hmm. any, even a piece of that is, is huge. Um, they're going to know a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I want to be like, oh, Google's never going to catch up to Facebook. Facebook is too big. They're too strong. They're, they're moving forward too quickly. You know, yeah, they're making incremental changes at this point, video chat, whatever. Um, but, but they are, like, continuing to move forward, and they have a lot of momentum. On the other hand, that's pretty much what we said about MySpace when Facebook was creeping up. Right, right. So, you know, it, MySpace was huge. It was insurmountable. And now it is worth 50 cents in a pack of bubble gum. Right. And a lot of that comes from the... I mean, you also got to think, like, MySpace was designed before they had other, like, software uh, things in place to, to get a better design. And then it kind of maxed out on its design. It became very unusable and very cluttered and very weird. Um, and Facebook is kind of going through that already. Like when they want to add lists, like you said, it's impossible to find them. And that's not necessarily because they wanted it that way. It's probably because that's a limit of their design and their structure and, and the way things are built. And, and Google's building this from the ground up. And so they have a new fresh way of doing it that meets what the users want now. Mm -hmm. And in another five years, they're going to want something more and Google might have this problem too. And so, um, it, they're, they're going to have to <coughs> continuously like reset, I think, some of the stuff that they're doing, uh, and and they're not they're never going to make any, everybody happy over the long term. I mean, even Facebook, this past year has seen kind of a decline in yeah. in their popularity. So, um, and Google's just going to be the new kid on the block. Google's picking a very good time to release this. Um, because last in the last year, like I said, the popularity of Facebook declined. They had all these privacy concerns. Um, people are deleting their accounts and everything. I think people are active. We're actively looking for a Facebook alternative, and right. Google has now provided a Facebook alternative, and that may be all that they need right. to get traction. And when and when Google gets huge and they own all of your data, people are going to be looking for a, a Google alternative. Oh man, we could <laughs> we could we could talk about this forever. Um, but that's it for this week's show, unfortunately. Check out SEMSynergy.com for more on this week's guest and topics. And you can always follow us on Twitter at SEMSynergy. If you have any internet marketing questions or if there's anything else you want to hear about, email us at SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. 
Come back next week for more industry info and experts. And thank you so much for joining us on SEM Synergy.